We have a great conversation in store for everybody this evening. Uh, before we get started, if you do us a favor, be sure that you slam that like button and give us a subscribe if you haven't already. Uh, that way you could keep up with everything going on. Let's let's go ahead and, and let everybody know you're from Waco 92, past master yep. Waco 92. That's right. And you're current district deputy grand master right forceful dave mccam and i'll say this Z's before senior. we really get going if you're in community distance of waco definitely check out waco 92 on the one of their meeting nights or one of their degree nights they're doing great things there it's a fantastic lodge great bunch of brothers i go there as often as i can it's definitely worth your time yeah we're absolutely justin uh, second Thursday of every month is the stated meeting. So, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, and then once a year they have a festive board, which is awesome. We yeah, the the festive board is. I mean, there's only been two, but they've all been fantastic. Uh, the backyard has always been a great time. And yes, we always. I don't go know. To the backyard. I don't know how you did it, but that rat that y'all cooked last year at Grand Lodge, beautiful. Yeah, it's, yeah. It tasted. To cook a rat just right and uh, <laughs> uh we worked on it quite a bit and we perfected the recipe so uh get ready this year because uh <laughs> the okay dave i'll let you go ahead and take over yeah so <laughs> i um a few years ago my daughter was in cheer and we would travel all over this the state um to take her to these cheer competitions well, I noticed that across the street at every cheer competition was this like temporary merchandise shop that would just pop up at the location during that competition and then close down. And they called them yes. pop-up. And um, it was kind of neat because some of that stuff that they would sell there, you could only see it like in magazines or, um, you know, they didn't sell them in Waco, Texas, you know, and so... Uh, some of that specialty cheer equipment, like the shoes and stuff. And uh, so uh, it was kind of neat to go there, try it on, you know, uh, talk to the people who make it. And, and uh, so I got to thinking um, one year at Grand Lodge, I was down in the basement, you know, and you get to buy all the cool stuff that's down in the basement. And I highly encourage everybody to buy all that stuff because it supports the Absolutely. Grand Lodge, you know, so I, I definitely not not trying to take anything away from that. But I thought, man, wouldn't it be cool if some of the stuff that we see all over all over the Internet, right, all over the Texas Freemasons page, all these cool guys that are making great stuff and we don't get to like we don't get to shop it. You know, you don't get to like hold it or talk to the people who made it or, um, you know, uh, try it on if the, if the case may be. Uh, so um, I kind of got the idea a few years ago and it took me a, a couple of years to kind of get it together. But um I'm really excited about it. I, I'm really excited because some of these guys are just uh, genuine brothers who uh, have applied their talents to make some beautiful uh, art in some cases, uh, apparel, mm -hmm. um, yes. useful uh, items that we can use in the fraternity, uh, like your apron cases, Dennis, that are just awesome uh, that you don't get to see, you know, except for, you know, online and, and when it's delivered, you know, and how cool would it be to go there and, and check one out? open it up you know and see the dimensions and the weight and everything like that so uh so i got busy and i kind of talked to um i, I kind of used uh tom at fossil bluff uh, tom mcguire if you don't know tom mcguire is mm -hmm. um uh one of the most wonderful human beings in the whole world uh he um uh he likes to call it he says i'm i don't like to sell stuff 
I like to make stuff. Uh, so he's a maker. He's a maker. Uh, so yes. yeah, he's the one who kind of helped guide me uh, in the right direction um, and, and kind of get things kicked off. He was like, here's what you kind of want to look out for. You don't want to do these things. And then just kind of gave me a list of people to contact and ask them if they'd be willing to show up. And, you know, some of the people on the list were from uh, from Canada and New York. And uh, we've got a guy, a guy coming from Illinois. You Illinois, know, so, yeah. Yeah. And so uh, uh, so that to my surprise, almost everybody that I contacted was a resounding yes. Uh, you know, when can I show up? You know, how do I participate? And so um, so I, I hustled up and found a place that's um, kind of across the street from Grand Lodge just to the left. So if you walk out the front porch of the Grand Lodge and you look to the left, there's a long building there that's just across the street from the blue house that's there on the corner of Grand Lodge. Right. Um, we we kind of call that the Fort Worth 148 house, right? Yeah, the one everybody wants to park at, but nobody can. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, so um, so uh, right across the street from that house is a place called the Nexus Esports Center. And so I just stumbled in there one day and I asked them, uh, what's the possibility of renting this place out uh, for uh, two and a half days? Uh, so it'd be Thursday, Friday, and then uh, Saturday up to about three o'clock. Um, and they were like, yeah, bring it on. So they were more than happy to let us use the space. <coughs> Excuse me, just getting over a cold. Um, so they were more than happy to let us use the space. And um, uh, so it just kind of, grew from there and we just started getting more and more vendors more and more people willing to show up and then um uh, really cool thing happened um uh craig enderley uh who's the head of the internet committee at the grand lodge of texas said hey pretty cool i, I think i'd like to do a live broadcast uh from nice. there out of like a pre-game and a post-game show for the grand lodge of texas i think that would be mm -hmm. really cool can i do it from there and I was like, yeah, absolutely. And it's uh, cool because they do. Um, so Nexus Esports Center is a place where they they play uh, uh, video sports games. And it's it's kind of uh, a little weird, but they do uh, a pregame and a postgame show there. So they already have a set with uh, desks. Wow. It's all set up perfectly for exactly what we want. And it just kind of came together where it's all uh, been um, – it's all been pretty cool. It's all coming together, and I think it's going to be a fun time. And I'm looking forward to uh, everybody getting an opportunity to, uh, you know, share in uh, in uh, everybody who's coming, getting to to uh, share their their products, um, and, and get just a, a network, and uh, and for people to you know have an opportunity to purchase some really cool things. Man, that's exciting. Grand Lodge always sells their stuff, but there's there's a lot of products that they don't offer. Yeah. And there's a lot of brothers that offer some really good stuff like you're talking about. I think I think it's a win-win for everybody. Yeah, I'm, I'm super stoked about it. Man, awesome idea. Awesome yeah. idea, Dave. That, yeah. That's... I really uh, – I like talking to uh, Tom at Fossil Bluff. I know I'm using him a lot, but he, he's one really the one that kind of inspired me uh, to kind of do all this. And um, I, I just always hated it that, you know, we would go to Grand Lodge and I can't buy his stuff, you know. And so uh, – Every time I would buy something from him, he would go into the most in-depth story of how he made it. And <laughs> I loved it. Like he, he gave, right, right. He gave, yeah, I got this paperweight from, from him 
Um, it's just the most beautiful paperweight. He sells them on his, on his website. Um, and uh, it, they just look incredible in person. And he went through the whole story of how he made it. And, and I was just fascinated by the process. And, um, and I thought, man, I, I bet a lot of people go online, they buy his paperweight because it's cool, but they don't understand like the, all the blood, sweat and tears. Right. That and, and the, and the subtle things that he'll point out that make it great, just make it a great piece. And, uh, yes. you know, I'm famous with your apron case, people go online, they see the picture, they buy it, but they don't really know how cool they are until they hold one. I got to carry uh justin duties a right worshipful duties apron case to the grand lodge um you know after the festive board man i was yeah. just i was just drooling over the thing the whole time i was carrying it up there it was just a great looking case and i was thinking wow you don't really get to realize how cool they are until you hold it in your hands and, and carry it you know like an apron case and that, right. that thing cool right and so i think a lot of people will be happy to come and like, you know, uh, physically put your hands on, on the products and actually hold them. Um, really excited. A late addition to the pop-up shop is Brother Mickey with his railroad knives. Um, so oh, he, awesome. Yeah. Um, I don't think he's going to have any inventory with him because he, uh, the poor guy is working so hard. Uh, and he, and he, uh, is he so going to bring his anvil? Yeah. So <laughs> that, uh, I don't think he can crank them out fast enough to bring an inventory. Right. He's going to have a couple of examples with him. Uh, so you can actually hold it, pick it up and touch it. And if you haven't held one in your hands, man, they're really cool. I, I think a lot of people, I think he's going to get a lot of sales off of that. Um, poor guy's going to, arm's going to probably fall off beating on those things. But, uh, but, but I'm really happy for him. I'm really happy that he'll be a, a late addition to it. Cause I, I'm, I really wanted him to be there. Those, those knives are really popular. So I'm yes. super about it. And he not only makes knives, he makes swords also. Oh he yeah. Makes he makes a wide range. Yeah, he he makes a wide range of different products, and and uh, we don't know it because he's usually selling the knives, right? But and those railroad ties knives are, are just just badass. I mean, oh, they're so cool. Yeah, there's who would have ever thought of that? I mean, that's just yeah. the coolest thing. That's you know, just the thing. and you really don't you don't understand. You can't. I don't know if you if you haven't held one in your hands, it's just way more impressive when you hold one than when you see yeah, it on. They got some weight. They mm -hmm. do. Yeah. They got some weight. They got some weight to them. So I, I'm really and, excited. I think, yeah. I think a lot, of, I hope a lot of people will appreciate that, that aspect of the pop-up shop, just getting to see stuff that we, we see online all year long. And you're like, man, I, I'd really like to hold that or touch that. Or, uh, mm. you know, I've heard from other people, you know, who are like, you know, boy, I, I don't know if I could pay that much for that product. And I'm like, well, if you've ever, seen it in person though you'll know it's worth it you know yeah and so, right uh, i think people will get the see the value in the price that, that people are asking for their products when they see it in person because that value just comes through and the quality of the product and uh, so I'm, I'm really happy that that uh that all these guys are showing up and i, I just think it's going to be a, i think it's be a good time I, I really hope everybody enjoys it and that's just that's just one of the really cool products that are going to be there um Hireman solomon cigars uh, have agreed to come. Uh, they're going to set up uh, not only nice. uh, not only at the uh, at the pop up shop, but also uh, we've offered everybody that's coming to the pop up shop. We've offered them a space at the Masonic concert to also set up if they'd like to. Um, nice. So, get they get two opportunities 
um, with uh, maybe guys don't have a chance to come over to the pop-up shop. Maybe they're in session the whole time and they don't get to come across the street or uh, for whatever reason, but they end up at the concert. Uh, so the vendors will be able to op- have an opportunity there to set up as well at the concert and, um, and sell as well. So, Dennis, do you have a booth? Yes. Nice. So and we can... and we and we will also be there. Yes. I think uh, I'll take my I'll take my tripod and we'll do some live streaming. People can come up and talk about their products if they want to. Yeah. So we're gonna be there um, at various times, and and when when I'm there, I also um, as Masonic Improvement, I want to promote these other masons you know we're we're all about promoting brothers you know so um we're gonna make sure and do clips of these guys and these brothers and and their products and that way we can promote them on our website for our listeners and um and help these brothers out as well so it's uh it's really good time so you're almost you're almost done with your year as district deputy huh I am. I am sad to say I really enjoyed it. It's uh, probably the best year of masonry I've ever experienced. So uh, I'm really, uh, it's bittersweet. Um, I, yeah. I know, I know that, um, you know, uh, it's a, it's a, a 12 month appointment, you know, and, and you get, uh, you get your opportunity to serve. And, you know, I, I know as well as I, you know, I watched uh, right worshipful Yates serve and I know uh, both of us put our whole hearts into it. And uh, we try to do the best we could to represent our districts and Grand Lodge yes. of Texas, our Grandmaster Billings. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it's a, uh, it's a. Uh, I'm glad I carried it. I'm glad I carried the football. I hope I did a good job. Um, I, I'm, I'm sad that it's over. Uh, but man, I'm just, uh, I'm just really happy I got to do it. It was really cool. <laughs> but you know, we got to, we got to share so many cool moments together, and and not only with us and our families. You know, our families, the girls love each other now. And, you know, that's the beauty of, of all these big events, right? You know, our families come with us because they're so big. You're not just shuffling for half a day and then coming home. So our families come with us and they spend time and then the families get to know each other. And so, so then it really becomes cemented into who we are as people we are a, a free freemason community not just a fraternity yeah 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 i um I, you know I'd, I'd always heard from um from robert marshall uh that one of the best things about masonry is the travel you know we're mm-hmm. traveling right and um you know i i used to think you know well i don't have i don't have that kind of i don't have the time i don't have the money to travel um and this year you know um i just said let's just do it. Let's just travel a couple of times and see how it goes. And it was so enjoyable. Like you said, uh, you know, I've, I've made some friendships this year with people across the state that, um, you know, they're, they're, they're quickly my very best friends in the whole world. And, yeah, uh, yes. and that wouldn't have happened if I hadn't just, uh, you know, wandered outside of Waco and went to a couple of these events and it just kind of snowballed to where, uh, you know, I ended up going to every single conference across the state. You know, I didn't, I didn't miss one. Uh, so, right. uh, uh, it was just so, it was so, uh, uh, I think, uh, most worshipful said it the best. He said, I wanted to create a fear of missing out if people didn't come. Mm-hmm. And, and, and he did that, you know, he did that. So there, there yes, was, a, he did. I would see something kind of coming up on the calendar and I'd be like, man, we just got back from Lubbock, but 
let's load up the truck. I don't want to miss it. You know, so we go. And travel doesn't travel doesn't sound exciting, right? And we we talk a lot about the importance of travel on the show. And I I really don't think either it's one of the things either either you know it or you don't. And the only way to really know it is to experience it firsthand, right? And I'm not talking about maybe just visiting one lodge, right? I'm talking about getting out there, going to going to like grand uh, grand lodge events, go to OLT, go into forums, and, and like Dave, when we all went to to West and conferred that degree, yeah. I mean, that that was that was a great time. Yeah, it was, was great a, time, and that was a shared experience. Like like all the all the guys at Hillsboro, all the guys from Waco that went. Uh, it was a shared experience that we all had. Yeah, and uh, I, I'm really, I'm really emphasizing this because I know of a lodge, like it's, it's not healthy, but they're, they're isolationist, isolationist. Like you can't get them out of their comfort zone. You can't get them out of town to go to the other lodges. Yeah. And I think, I think that's really part of what has transformed Hillsboro, is that, is that we travel together we go together like i i brought my my brothers as many as i can to like y'all's festive board and i dragged yeah. as many of them as i can to to grand lodge and and to hillcrest I, I i try to get them to see experiences that they wouldn't have if they just stayed in hillsborough texas and that that strengthens our bonds i think so yeah. what you're talking about getting out and traveling with all these district deputies i mean you have bonds with with your other right worships that that probably didn't exist before we started this year. Oh yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, my fellow right worshipful here, I mean, I always knew Dennis Yates and I know Dennis Yates knew me, but we weren't as close as we were until this year. And it's just like he said, our families got together and we started hanging out more and you just find those commonalities that those and then, you know, we always have that mystic tie that bonds us together. And it just makes this, I don't know, this this uh, very special friendship that can't be compared to anything else. And that's the, exactly right. one of the very true uh, things about masonry is just that uh, that togetherness that we share once you become, once you kind of get beyond just that brother you see at Lodge on a particular night and you've traveled together across the state, uh, mm -hmm. it just becomes something that's a whole lot more special and it's really cool. Yeah. Well, we're talking about we're talking about the, the master's wages, right? I mean, you you travel for your master's wages and and when you do that, you it's it you're absolutely right. And it's something that I've I've preached before and I'll I will continue to preach is that it's the it's those shared experiences that create those bonds, right? That's that's what really, really brings it home. You know, yeah. like you said. We, we've known each other and, and actually done cool things together. I mean, I went to the museum that year. Y'all had the museum. When you were Worshipful Master, you, you were a badass Worshipful Master, and I just had to be a part of it. So I went to the museum that year and all that kind of stuff. But, but really spending the time with you traveling and, and experiencing new things together, that's, that's what it's all about. And that's – yeah. Well, I think, yeah, a large, awesome. I think a large girl stagnant if it doesn't travel. I think uh, they get in kind of a rut. Like Waco, Waco does great things. Waco has great things going on. 
And that's why I try to take as many brothers as I can to Waco Lodge because they do things differently than we do at Hillsboro. And yeah. I'm not saying so that's a bad thing. And I'm not suggesting that we have to adopt everything uh, Waco does, but it opens our mind. Waco, even though Lodge is set up different than than probably 99% of Lodges because it's like a mirror image of what traditional most Lodges are. Backwards, so, yeah. Yeah, it's, back, it's backwards. And so yeah. it really... <laughs> it really forces them to think like, Hey, this is how they're adapting to, to the, the, the circumstance of the lodge room. And, and, and like, I, I don't want to spoil it for anybody, but y'all, y'all do some very interesting things during your degrees. And so, um, and same thing with Hillcrest, like Hillcrest has a, has a beautiful lodge. They got a, they got a flipping bookcase that is a secret door. I mean, that's what you'd expect in a Masonic lodge when you're not. A right, member. Why do you want to take secret doors? Right, so there goes so that taking, secret. There goes that secret. <laughs> so taking people to see these things, it's it's very impactful. Yeah, I I agree wholeheartedly. I I think um one of the best things about traveling all over the state and going to different lodges is exactly what you said. Just seeing how they do things in a particular way and taking that back and seeing if you can apply it in your lodge and see if it doesn't enhance uh the atmosphere of the meeting time, the atmosphere of the uh, initiation. Um, uh, so I, I think um, all of those things are just really cool to see. Uh, one of the uh, really cool lodge rooms that we went to this year, um, we got to set in lodge with Brother Art De Hoyos at Grapevine Lodge. Which yes. Is oh, that's a cool moment. But I, I don't know if you noticed, Dennis, all the paintings around the walls, all the murals. Yes. And that's and it, one of their members. Yeah, a member did that. Yeah, and I got wow. pictures. Just it got it, it. just really inspired me. Like, what I would have never thought to paint the walls um, to enhance the lodge room's appearance, but but just what a what a what a one talented mason and a and a, you know a, a couple of uh, samples of paint and he transformed that room in a way that was just inspiring, you know, and um, in a way, you know, it looks like every other lodge room in the state, which isn't a bad thing because our lodge rooms are beautiful, but he really took it to a whole nother level by just using his talent. And, um, and um, I'm sure it took a lot of time. I mean, it, those were very intricate uh, murals, but, um, but, uh, but I'm sure it was a, uh, I'm sure it wasn't a, a very costly upgrade. Uh, besides his time, which is probably worth more than anybody can pay for, but right, but, but paint's cheap. Things, right? <laughs> yeah, I've paint's seen, pretty I've seen cheap. Image, so I have seen, say, Grapevine Lodge. Yeah. Oh yeah. So I haven't seen their lodge room, but I have seen lodge rooms where they have done murals, and, and it is well worth it. I mean, it it transforms the whole the whole area there. I mean, it's well worth uh, it. Just uh, the the. Uh, all seeing eye that, that uh, Goliad painted in their lodge room. Boy, it made it, all the difference. Oh my gosh, that thing looks so cool. I mean, it just, just a, looks, it looks yes. like it's been years, you know, it looks like it's been there as long as the building's been there, which is right. just the thing is to put that kind of style of artwork and they would throw it off if it was modern, right? But they, they did the right thing and put one in there that looks like it's been there since the building Man. was built. I've learned so many things from traveling, even as a officer leadership trainer um, with the education committee, I learned stuff from our uh, folks that we were talking to, you know, just through the back and forth 
you know, there were so many things that we got to learn from them as to what they're doing in their lodges that, yeah. man, I, we've, we've spouted them off several times in, on our show, trying to promote <laughs> doing those things because they're just so awesome. You know, yeah. it's, it's how we sharpen ourselves. It's how we make ourselves better. Yep. That's true. I would, I would really like to visit 92 as well as, um, your, your sister lodge over there in Waco and, and what's the, what's the sister lodge? Uh, so I'm, I'm also a member of, uh, James H Lockwood. Um, so, uh, they're actually the ones who are sponsoring the pop-up shop. Um, so James H Lockwood lodge, we meet, uh, now in the Karam shrine. Um, oh, so, okay. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, that, uh, James H Lockwood, uh, is just a, great lodge full of a lot of great brothers and uh you get a a real sense of brotherly love uh when you're there um it's uh you know every lodge has their different flavor and uh right. and and uh, the, you know it's just a, a a different uh a feel than 92 yeah. uh but a, just a, a a feel good lodge when you leave you just feel like you had a good time with some good brothers so yeah yeah it's an interesting thing for everybody who's traveling to Waco for Grand Lodge uh, Waco wouldn't exist if it were not for Freemasonry. Uh, there would be no Waco. Um, and I'll, I'll butcher this story because Robert can tell it way better than I can. But um, in the early days. But you're here. I, I'm here. Uh, <laughs> back in the early days before Waco was a community, um, it was just a village of Quaco Indians. And uh, a rancher named Claiborne Varner moved out here. And convinced Robert Goodnight to bring the Goodnight Loving Trail through Waco. And had he not done that, both the Freemasons, by the way, had he not done that, Waco would not be here. It would not be a community. And uh, it was because they brought the cattle trail through there that a, a town sprung up around this natural spring that we've got that flows through Waco. And um, here we are. Uh, and that, you know, Waco uh, built a, uh, uh, the Masons of Waco built a courthouse. Um, they built, you know, everything they, uh, they convinced, uh, 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 they convinced the county to make Waco the county seat. Um, so everything about Waco wouldn't exist if it wasn't for Freemasonry. And so I think yeah. that's a really cool thing to think about when you can, I know it kind of, it's a kind of a long drive for some of you guys to come all the way to Waco and you think, why Waco? And I think it's the coolest thing is because it really wouldn't exist if it wasn't for us. Like, yeah. If, yeah. Masons, it wouldn't exist and it's a it's a really cool thing for us to come here once a year and come to a town that was built by us you know by freemasons by right. our by professors and it's uh yeah it, i always find it inspirational when you guys come to town it's like yeah we yeah our our uh, the guys who came before us they built this town and they would be really proud of us for meeting here and um yeah, yeah i think it's really cool well, it's, 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 I mean, you could even strap like that. I mean, you're, you have a town that was founded and built by Masons in a state that, I mean, Republic of Texas, all the, all the leadership were Masons yeah. and in a country where, I mean, the revolution was, was spearheaded by Masons. So yeah. it's, uh, it, and one without Masons. Masons would be very different. We were, uh, once much more proactive in our local communities and then, because you're talking about Waco, like all the things that the Masons there built, and uh, and uh, that that's not that's not unique, right? Like we we built a lot of things in a lot of towns. That's right. At one point, and and now we uh, 
we have to get back to that. I think we have to get back to being involved and being a a a, a force for good That's in, the why we're not in our communities. Well, yeah, yeah. That's I think why we uh, lost our relevance. I think um, I, I've, I've pondered on this a few times, and I, I think uh, one of the more important things is uh, we, we get focused on numbers, right? Yep. Uh, and a lot of our time, we we get mired down in numbers, um, but I think. Um, what we really need to do is is not so much maybe focus on numbers. Um, I, I attended this uh, the winding stairs this year with uh, with most worshipful here in Waco, and he brought some mm-hmm. members of the Grand Lodge of North Carolina in, and they were, yeah. they were talking about how the middle chamber, yeah, yeah, and they were talking about how uh, the uh, you know the numbers and Freemasonry existed along a line for a very long time. And then we saw this bubble through World War One and World War Two, and that it seems that we're coming down to the numbers that existed before that bubble. And yeah. so maybe it's not that we're seeing a bunch of people leave masonry. Maybe we're just seeing a return to the actual numbers that we should have given a population. And so I agree. There's some arguments to that, but but I think what most importantly we should be focused on instead of numbers is actions. Like yeah. what are we doing? What do we do? Yes. You know, and so um, so I think I think the the, uh, the most important thing that a, that a lodge could do is just focus on like a, just like what Robert does. Right. Gra- grab a couple of projects that you can do and really do them well. Right. Yeah. Do the board, do the concert, really do them well. And, uh, you know, there's other lodges who are doing the exact same thing. Robert Burns Lodge, um, which, you know, has that awesome festive board. Uh, you know, they're doing one thing, but they do it really well. And it impacts the community every single time they do it because they march Masons led by bagpipes through a crowded downtown area, through a restaurant full of people, through a bar up to a private room. Everybody in there is with their cell phones out, you know, and they're doing, you know, they're doing a, a good job. They're doing it well. Um, this year, uh, we went got to go down to Goliad, see the reenactment, and Dennis had a, 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 a little picnic for us afterwards. You know, they, it's a small thing, but he did it well. You know, and and um, it's a it's something that I'm going to look forward to coming to every single year because uh, that was a cool thing, right? And right. and it's those doing those little things that get us all out in public and and get us um um you know out in front of people and doing those well and and those those things lead to opportunities to be active in your community. Yes. And so they see us, they see us, they see us moving around and people will invite you to things and show up, do things well. And, and through that, you're going to get more opportunities to be in more places of influence before you know it, we're back to doing the things that we used to do. We just have to get busy yeah. doing them. We, we spend too much time waiting for everybody to show up to do it when it's we're here. We just need to get busy and, and do it. It's it's hard to imagine brothers like George Washington or Benjamin Franklin or Voltaire or Isaac Newton, any of these guys ring, wringing their hands and worrying about membership numbers, right? They're they're too busy being active. They're too busy doing, too busy yeah. providing value. And I, I, I exactly like what you're talking about. I think as worshipful masters and as as masons in our community, we need to worry less about how many people show up and more about are we providing value? And I think if we provide the value, 
in, in the lodge, bases will show up. I think if we provide the value in the community, people will petition. That's something that, you know, we just don't see anymore. Yeah. And, and, it, yeah. and it requires us to, and not every brother has to step out and stop working or whatever and do something crazy, you know, like that. But they can support it. It can be the lodge that supports the action. You know, that's that's what we're missing today, I think. Well, yeah. we, we were the city council people. We were the mayors. We were on all the committees. There's too many towns. And I'm not trying to get political here, but there's too many towns where, where we're not involved with. Right. And so it's hard to, it's hard to see an opportunity when you're not there to recognize an opportunity, if that makes sense to, to help, to help. Cause I mean, there's, there's absolutely no reason. Like if, if, there's a historic building or something that that is in need of repair or funds. I mean, that's that's the kind of project that I think we should get behind as Masons. Like, let's let's raise money for it. Like, that's the kind of that's the kind of fundraiser I'd get behind. I think that right be exactly. But, but uh, yeah, just there was a um, I was talking to a brother, and uh, because a lot of lodges they'll do fish fries and barbecue and stuff to to raise to raise money to pay bills well if you're if you're selling food to pay your bills you're a restaurant <laughs> i mean that's, that's basically what you are you're a restaurant right and so um unless you're unless you're allocating to like charitable funds or something like that but if you're saying hey this is all going towards the historic city hall or something like that we're gonna we're gonna repair that and make it nice again or i think maybe we have an opportunity uh, because we are uh, we are get, gifted in Freemasonry with a lot of leadership lessons, and uh, and so we are a group of uh, of leaders. We get the opportunity to uh, mm -hmm. uh, lead a lodge. Each one of us that ascend to the, get lucky enough to ascend to the east of their lodge, um, we get to lead a team of men um, in a direction. We get to lead a lodge. We uh, we get to create a budget. And uh, and, um, you know, and, and see the intricacies of keeping to a budget, uh, what it's like basically to run a small nonprofit. Um, so yes. you yes. get a lot of rich experience and leadership. And, um, and and I think that's why uh, in the past, uh, in the in history, they reached out to us because of the natural leadership uh, uh, qualities that were taught through the lessons of Freemasonry. And through uh, ascending through uh, the chairs um, at our lodge, and so I think we just really just need to get back to um, uh, using those talents that are given to us through Freemasonry in our communities, Absolutely. and it, it just takes it just takes one guy at, at the lodge to go. Come on, I think we can do this, and uh, if you guys will help me, we'll start. And it might fail the first time, right? If you fail, I think the most important thing is it's just is just showing up, and that's something that um yeah you know, I I don't want to brag on them too much, but uh, what Waco ninety two does well is they've got a great group of guys that show up, and mm -hmm. and um and, and I'm talking about like brother Charlie Barker and uh, brother um, uh, Paul Kurtright. Uh, of course, Robert Marshall's uh, always there. I think we keep him chained to the desk. We don't let him go. Um, uh, you, you know, you got uh, 
uh, Nas Mustakim, who uh, who is the, always there, Worshipful Master Gillespie, those guys, when you need, you come up with a crazy idea, they show up. And, they and your stewards are usually really on point, too. Yeah, yeah we now yeah, we call him the Cajun Flash. His name is Matt. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, uh, he is uh, he's not the steward. He's actually the senior deacon. Uh, but uh, but he just loves to cook. So he gets That's in sweet. the kitchen up his sleeves. And man, you'll sometimes you'll show up on a work night and he'll have some of the most um, uh, exotic cuisine you've ever heard of. But it's always delicious. And, <laughs> and it's really good. So, uh, and, and you know, and I know there's a lot of lodges just like that all across the state. You know, and they got these core group of guys who just show up. You know, and and all it takes is one guy to come up with an idea that'll impact your community or impact your lodge or impact masonry as a whole, and just has one idea. And and if if we can just get guys to show up and just be like, hey, I'm I want to help with that. Um, I think it'll change. I don't, I think it'll, we, we can stop focusing on the members that we don't have and, and just start focusing on the work that we have in front of us to do uh, because we're That's given all exactly right. really cool working tools to use on all these projects. And all we have to do is just apply them, you know, and, and deal with people squarely and, you know, and, and, uh, and, you know, focus on our upright conduct while we're in front of the community and, you know, just use all those working tools as Masons and then just use our leadership skills that we we're taught along the way and just show up and do. And I think uh, if we do that, uh, we, we will be a different fraternity. I think at this time, uh, it'd be a good opportunity to go ahead and, and go into final thoughts. Well, yeah, I, if I can take the opportunity to thank a few people who really helped me out this year. Um, one Please of them do. was my brother, Ryan Durker at uh, Waco 92. Very mm -hmm. helpful. I mentioned him already. Uh, Brian Broadway uh, was extremely helpful this year. Um, district instructor Doug Fitzgerald for District 61C is also the guy who takes the Grandmaster's picture every year. Uh, that uh, he's uh, uh, kind of I I have a really good dad, uh, but if I didn't have a dad, I'd want Doug to be my dad. Uh, that guy is uh, awesome, and if you don't get a chance to. Uh, if you don't know him, um, please take the opportunity to try to find him at Grand Lodge. He'll be there. Uh, Doug Fitzgerald is an awesome, awesome man. Uh, so uh, also uh, would be remiss if I didn't thank my wife and my daughter, Eva, for traveling. They're across great. They're great. Uh, yeah. I'd like to thank uh, right, uh, uh, Worshipful Craig Enderly uh, for his guidance this year, uh, being our, uh, uh, our, our rock uh, when we had questions or needed. He things. has been. Yeah. Yes. Uh, the Grand Tyler, uh, Corey Harris, uh, for just being a solid friend uh, to not only to me, but my my family. Uh, just an awesome dude. And then uh, can't not thank uh, our most worshipful Brad Billings for the honor to serve as District Deputy Grandmaster of Masonic District 61C, which has been the highest honor uh, as a Freemason that I've gotten to do. So and uh, and lastly, uh, you two guys uh, for having me on tonight. Really appreciate your help uh, getting the word out about the pop-up shop and uh, and just a great discussion appreciate you guys appreciate you thank you for all you thank do. you thank you 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 filled our void man not just kidding <laughs> <laughs> Dennis you have anything you'd like to say I'll let you go first so we don't forget you this time I would like to say that you know Dave right worshipful it's it's just been a wonderful year and and yeah you're 
you you and your whole family has just made it beautiful and that the the one thing that that i am petrified of petrified not petrified petrified of is our wives being together too long that i could get in serious trouble (laughs) and um but our girls love each other so you know that's that man that was so beautiful seeing that that relationship develop um and knowing that that's going to happen going forward for years to come it's i was thinking about that today that our you know we have she does girl scouts and gymnastics and all that kind of stuff but if we move those girls are gone away but the family that we built in freemasonry with you guys and and many others it 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 will it will never go away because we'll always see you. We'll always be able to hang out together. We'll we'll have those opportunities, and and so those will be lifelong relationships that that we'll have, you know, until until we're gone. And and that's, you know, that that really has touched me this year, seeing the 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 love between the families, you know. And that's and that's funny. Think, it's funny you say that because. Uh, you got to forgive me because I don't remember your little girl's name, but my daughter asks about your daughter sometimes. She's like, "Where are we going? I, I get to see her again." We're yeah, play. Sarah. Sarah does too, and 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 she does the same thing with all the boys or the boys and the girls. So it it's uh it's it's awesome, you know. It's that's that's been one of the most precious things to me is 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 that, and the the other thing is is. The travel and and getting to be a part of such big things yeah. big things that cannot be denied it it's just yeah i was yeah. there i was there you know that's that's the the, the uh, i think that instead of saying in my year i i, I should just say wow. i was there <laughs> this, is, this has been a masonic year for the history books and I think we, it has. Say we were we were there for for quite a while. Yeah, it's amazing. I've seen you know brothers that were completely against Brad starting this year, but then now they're thinking it was the best year they've ever seen. Yeah. I'm talking about 80, 80 year old brothers that yeah. that were like that. So it you know nobody went, no stone went unturned and and nobody was untouched because we were inspired and we could see what uh what freemasonry can be for us personally as well as um out and about so that i just to jump on to that with you i i would like to say that i'll probably reiterate it when we when we do our wrap up in waco um i'd like to remind everybody in waco to pay attention because in waco we're, we are going to announce our big event that's coming um in 2023 and it's a huge one that's this Dude. year. Oh, that's this year. <laughs> Gosh. And and the cool thing is, is that, you know, after, you know, I've cut my teeth on Goliad, right? Planning that and getting it all together. I, we're we're going to do it again. That just, that just made me confident. I had my brothers around to help me get it done. And it built the confidence. So now we're going to do something. Justin and I are going to do something real big. And and I'm hoping you come down for it. And I'll tell you as soon as we finish recording. Um, but we're going to announce it at, at Grand Lodge. So everybody should be listening on uh, 
on the uh, 21st, 22nd of, of, uh, of this month because we're going to announce it then. It's, it's, it's going to be big. Um, the huge. other thing I wanted huge besides that from the other things that we've talked about tonight, you know, if, if you're not getting the, the things that you're looking for in Freemasonry, travel. And if you, if you feel like you're on an island and you can't get off that island, give us a holler because we know people like Dave and we know people that do travel and we can help you find the lodges that, that do the things that you like to do, that you, that you find fun in Freemasonry because it should be fun. It should be fun so that you'll want to do more. And so, you know, whatever you do, stay in and, uh, and travel, whatever you do. That's, yeah. that's, that's my takeaway. Thank you both again for your time. And uh, I'm looking forward to seeing both of you in a few weeks at Grand Lodge.